Oh, Father, just being in our midst this morning, we just thank God for, for His love and His mercy and for the song that we just heard. God's not done with you, with you, even in the midst of everything that's going on. God is not done with you. So since God hasn't given up on you, then we got to make sure we don't give up on God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Since God has not given up on us, we got to make sure that we don't give up on God. Amen. Amen. Present your Bibles unto the Lord. Amen. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. The Word of God will work in my life. The Word of God will work in my life. But I must study and work the Word. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Amen. Uh, sincere, do me a favor and hand me my jacket on that chair behind you, please. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah 11. And we're just going to look at two verses, verse 1 through 2. Isaiah 11. Thank you, dear. Verse 1 through 2. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 11, verse 1 to 2, it says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the earth. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Amen? This morning we're continuing in our series on the Holy Spirit. And my prayer this morning is, each of us will grasp the revelation, wisdom, and knowledge of the powerful gift that God has given to each of us. God's desire for you this morning, and my hope for you this morning, is the truths that God is teaching will permeate permeate your heart and your mind. God's desire for you this morning and my hope for you this morning is not only that you will receive this word, that you will not only believe this word, but that you will stand on this word. My brothers and sisters in Christ, those are three essential things that we have to do with the word of God. That's one of the reasons that God has us repeat every Sunday, this is the word of God. The word of God will work in your life, but you've got to work the word. Okay, the word of God is not magical. Okay, you have got to get involved in the word. And the first thing we have to do is we have to receive it. Then we have to believe it, and then we have to stand on it. You cannot eliminate any of those three in order for the work of God, word of God, to work in your life. 
So just to kind of bring us on board where we are this morning, we know that uh, we are in the season of Pentecost, okay? And we know that after Jesus had died and rose from the dead, that 50 days later, God sent the Holy Spirit into the earth realm. We know that 50 days later, after his resurrection, God sent the third person of the Trinity into the earth realm, not just to be in the earth realm, and this is what you got to get from your head to your heart, but God sent the Holy Spirit to descend into uh, the earth realm so that he could live inside of each and every born-again believer. I don't know how to get you all to understand that. I don't know how to get you all to stand on that. But I need you to understand that God tells us that the same power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead, that that same power abides inside of us. So what God is trying to do in these, this series of sermons is to be able to show us about the Holy Spirit, to show us what the Holy Spirit does, and to show us how to incorporate the power of the Holy Spirit into our everyday life. Amen? In our first week of studying the Holy Spirit, we looked at the fact that we have the power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I'm not going to preach that again, okay? The second week that we talked about the Holy Spirit was last week. And God showed us through the Word that one of the names for the Holy Spirit was the Spirit of Grace. The Spirit of Grace. That was from last week's sermon. That's when the Holy Spirit Spirit ushered in the, the grace, the dispensation of grace that we now live in. Okay? Then last week we also saw that another name for the Holy Spirit was the Spirit of Supplication. Now, I'm not going to re-preach those sermons, but they're on YouTube and they're on Facebook Live. And you need to hear them because knowing that God is a spirit of supplication, you know, I just cannot mention it. But the Holy Spirit is the one that supplies all of our needs. We remember in in, uh, Philippians where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And God is showing us where the Holy Spirit is the spirit of supplication. He tells us what to ask for, how to ask for, and then he supplies what it is that we stand in need of. Amen. This morning, God has shown us in the text that we just read four different names for the Holy Spirit. And what we're doing in this series is we're looking at the different names of the Holy Spirit so that we will understand the the functions of the Holy Spirit and we will understand the power that we now have inside of us. So in the scripture text that we just read in Isaiah, I want you to understand that those the text that I read is prophetic. It's the same way the text we read last week in Zechariah was prophetic. Well, this verse, these verses are also prophetic. It's talking about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And the scripture tells us that when Jesus comes, that he would have the Holy Spirit on him without measure. And God breaks it down in this text and says that he would have the Spirit of the Lord. 
Okay? He said that he would have the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that he would have the spirit of counsel and of power, and that he would have the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters in Christ, God told me to tell you this morning that three of those names for the Holy Spirit also belongs to us. Not the one, the Spirit of the Lord, because that is the life-giving Spirit. Where, uh, it would be on Jesus giving life, giving people uh, spiritual life or being able to create life. But the other three names of the Holy Spirit also applies to each and every one of us and also has been given to each and every one of us. So what we're going to do is we're going to dissect these three different names for the Holy Spirit so that we can understand more what it is that we have inside of us because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And I just have to say it again. The first sermon I, I turned did it on this. I had you to turn to Romans where it said, if you did not have the Spirit of Christ, that you were not, you did not, were, had not, thank you Lord, calm down Joanne, that you had not been born again. So anybody that has been saved, anybody that has received Jesus as their Lord and their Savior have received the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence and speaking in tongues. We're not talking about that. Okay, we're talking about the Holy Spirit coming into the earth realm on the day of Pentecost and dwelling the lives of the believers and establishing the church. Because you know the church was born on the day of Pentecost. Y'all know that, right? Amen. Sorry, brother, I don't want to go into that. The first one that we're going to look at, it says that the spirit of wisdom and understanding will be given to him. Talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. God is saying to you this morning that he has also given you the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Amen. Now, when I read that in the text, I said, Lord, is wisdom and understanding the same thing? When it says that you have given us the spirit of wisdom and you've given us the spirit of understanding, is that the same thing or is it different? So when I researched it, it showed that wisdom is the ability to choose the best way to bring about the best results. Now you need to write that down. That wisdom is the ability to choose the best way to achieve the best results. Okay? Alright, understanding is having insight or good judgment as to what is the best way. You see that wisdom and understanding have to complement one another. You can't have wisdom without understanding and you can't have understanding without wisdom. And brothers and sisters in Christ, if there was ever a time that people needed to operate under the spirit of wisdom and understanding, it is today. Amen. If there was a people that needed to be able to understand how to operate in the spirit of wisdom and understanding, then it is the people that live on this earth today. Amen. Now I want you to understand 
that God says, I have given to you the spirit of wisdom, and I have given to you the spirit of understanding. So the question that should come to your mind is the same question that came to my mind. And that, my, that question is, if God has given us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, why is it that so many believers act so foolishly? Amen. Amen. If God has given us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, why is it that so many people who go by the name of Christ act so foolishly? Why is it that so many people that go by the name of Christ do not have the wisdom and the understanding that if they want the things to work out in their life, that they need to stand on what the Word of God says? I need you to understand that. You cannot operate in wisdom and you cannot operate in understanding if you're not standing on the Word of God. There is just no way for you to do it. So when I asked that question, the thought came to my mind where I said, Lord, I think that one of the reasons that so many people act foolishly is because they are leaning in the wrong direction. You say, Pastor, what do you mean when you say they're leaning in the wrong uh, direction? That's why they act foolishly. Remember my favorite scripture? The scripture that y'all got to make sure is on, when the Lord takes me home, you got to make sure it's on, on the program somewhere. You got to make sure it's right. Everybody remembers my favorite scripture, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Everybody knows that's my favorite scripture. And what does Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So the reason that so many people are acting foolishly is because they're leaning in the wrong direction. God says, lean not. Isn't that what look at it if you don't remember it? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that's what it said. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to what your mama said. Lean not, oh, okay. Lean not to what your father said. Lean not to what your flesh says. But lean to what the Word of God says. If you can't lean on the Word of God, then you're not going to be able to make it in this earth realm. God said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and stop trying to figure things out in your own strength. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is where we fall into problems. Because people, they want to lean to their own understanding. And what they want to do is they want to try and use their own limited knowledge and understanding. Your knowledge and understanding changes with the season. Your knowledge and understanding changes from one day to the next. So if you're going to lean and depend on anything, you should lean and depend on the word of God. God says he has given us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding. So why is it that people act so foolishly? Because deep down inside, 
People want to be like Frank Sinatra. They want to be able to say, I did it my way. I did it my way. This is might be what the preacher says. This might be what the teacher says. This might be what the pastor said. This may be what the doctor said. But I'm going to do it my way. Well, that's where we fall and we get into so much trouble. Trying to do it our way is why we wind up with broken homes and broken marriages. Trying to do it our way is why we wind up with broken relationships with our children. Trying to do it our way is why so many people wind up with sickness and disease. Trying to do it our way is why so many people wind up with addictions going on in their life. Why? Because they're leaning in the wrong direction. Amen. The question for you this morning on Facebook, the question for you this morning is what direction are you leaning in? Amen. God said, lean not to your own understanding. God said, lean on me and my word. Amen. Amen. Learn to follow God's lead in your life. And God said to tell you this morning, Stop fighting against the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stop Amen. fighting against the Holy Spirit. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you. And you will find that peace in your life that you're not that you're looking for. So many people do not have peace in their life because they are not uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way in their life. Amen? Amen. God has given you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding. Amen? Amen. The next name that God tells us that he's given to us is the spirit of counsel and the spirit of power. I want you to notice what this says. This is how we know what the Holy Spirit will do in our life. The spirit of counsel and the spirit of power. Well, we already preached about the Holy Spirit giving us power, so we're not going to talk about that again today. But we're going to talk about the one where it says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of counsel. You say, Pastor, what does that mean? Now, this is what's inside of you, the spirit of counsel. I want you to understand that the word counsel here is a word for a, a, a legal attorney. One who has the legal standing to be able to guide you and direct you. The one who has the legal standing to fight your case in the courtroom. I need you to understand that. The one who has the legal standing and ability to fight your case in the courtroom. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Are you talking about me going? No. I want you to remember what Scripture says. Scripture tells us in Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin is death. Isn't that what it says? Amen. Is that what scripture says? The wages of sin is, is death. But in Acts the 20th chapter, the 28th verse, God tells us that he bought us or he purchased us with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. So what does this say? God is saying that legally, legally, we were all sentenced to death. Legally, we were all sentenced to go to hell. But Jesus paid the price. And when they stood in the courtroom and Satan tries to point his 
a bony finger and say that this person needs to be uh, uh, defeated, and this person needs to go to hell, and so on and so forth. The Holy Spirit will stand up and speak up as your legal counsel and say, no, the price has been paid.
for you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Thank you. is our wonderful counselor. And one thing, Olivia, Janae, young people, I know sometimes you have a problem sharing with people things that are going on inside of you. But God said, if you tell him, you don't have to worry about him telling anybody else. Amen. You know, sometimes you're whole leery sharing with somebody thinking they may tell somebody else. But God says, hallelujah, that when you allow the Holy Spirit to be your counselor, and you sit down and talk to him, just like you would talk to somebody else, and say, Holy Spirit, this is what's going on in me. Amen. This is the thoughts that are coming through my mind. Yes. These are the thoughts that are making me think yes. I want to do myself harm. These are the thoughts that come through my mind that makes me think that my marriage will never work. These are the thoughts that come to my mind thinking that I'll never be over this addiction. These are the thoughts that come to my mind that make me think I gotta hide in my house forever from COVID-19. These are the thoughts, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, I'll be your counselor. I'll explain to you what's going on. And I'll let you know that everything that is going on now, I've allowed it. And I've allowed it for a reason. Your, your, your job is to figure out why I allowed it in your life. Your job is to figure out why I allowed it. And the main reason that I allowed it was to draw you closer to Him. So in your isolation, Yes, Lord. In your quarantine in yes. your home. Yes, Lord. Has it drawn you closer to God? Amen. Hallelujah. Have you used it to draw you closer to God? Yes. To give you the holy boldness Amen. that you need to stand Amen. on the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. He is our wonderful counselor. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. What is the third word that he says? What is the third name that God gave to the Holy Spirit to help us? To see what we have inside of us. You got to see. All of this is inside of you. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. You don't have to act foolishly. Because you serve the one who has given you wisdom and understanding. Thank you, Lord. He's the one who has given you. Uh, uh, thank you Jesus. He's your uh, counsel and power. We already talked about the power. This is now the third one is. He is the one. That gives us the spirit of knowledge and a fear of the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I need for you to get this. God has given you the spirit of knowledge. What does that mean? He's given you the knowledge, the understanding, the ability to be able to to know God better. He wants you to know God in a personal and an intimate way. He doesn't want you simply to know God as some distant God far away, but he wants you to know God as a God that now lives inside of you. Amen. Scripture tells us that no one knows the Father in Matthew eleven twenty seven. That no one knows the Father except the Son, and the ones to whom the Son chooses to reveal the Father. Are you allowing the Son, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to you more and more every day 
what God is all about. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we, we talked about this in, in our Saturday Bible study. And, you know, our Bible studies are so tremendous and we just learned so much. But in one of the uh, Bible studies, he was teaching us on dealing with anger, on how we had to, uh, sometimes when we, something happens, we get angry with God and we question God, right? We say, if God is so powerful, why did he allow this to happen? Or if God is so loving, why did he stop this from happening to me? And the author of the book told us that when you start feeling angry and questioning God, then what you need to do is take your mind, your eyes off the circumstances and put your mind, your eyes on God's character. Amen. Remember we studied that? Amen. Center your mind and your thought on God's character. You say, yeah, bad things happen. Yeah, coronavirus happened. Yeah, this happened in my life. But what you center on is the character of God. Amen. And in the book it told us that one of the things that we centered on was the fact that God's in God's character, that he's a just God. Amen. He's a just, a J-U-S-T, mm -hmm. that he is a just God. But not only is he a just God, but that his ways are just. Amen. Jerry said, not only is he a just God, but the things that he do, does, is just. Amen. So when he does something that we don't like, when he does something we don't agree with, then we start to center on the fact that he's a just God. And what he is doing is he's bringing about justice in his way. And the reason that he's bringing, I mean, the reason that I don't have to get all bent out of shape with it is because I know that God is a just God and he's not going to allow on me. Amen. Because I'm covered. Amen. More than I can be. Amen. And the second part of his character the book told us to look on was the fact that God is love. Amen. God is love. Amen. But not only the fact that God is love, but that God loves us. Amen. That's what not only is God love, but God loves you. So when you're going through and you say, wait a minute, not only is God love, but God loves me. So I know that anything that he allows in my life, no matter whether it's good bad or indifferent that he is working it out for my good. Amen. Because he's a just God. Amen. And because he loves me. You got to know it with your head. But then you got to stand on it with your faith. Amen? Amen? Amen. So God has given us the spirit of knowledge where we can know God better and better Amen. every day. Amen. And then it says that he has given us the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I need you to get this from your head to your heart. I want you to know that this is not talking about the fear that is uh, mentioned in 2 Timothy 1.7. We all know that verse where it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. And if you look that text up, you look at that S in that spirit, it's a small s. It's not a capital S. Do you understand? The Holy, <laughs> the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with fear. Amen. The Holy Spirit has nothing to do with Amen. fear. I'm talking about this kind of fear. Okay? You look at it in 2 Timothy 1, it's a small s. Okay? So scripture says that one of the names for the Holy Spirit 
is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So if it's not talking about this fear that it's talking about in 2 Timothy, what is it talking about? I've taught you all this. And that's right. Ever since you've been sitting under my teaching, that the word fear there means reverence. Reverence. Reverence of the Lord. Where you reverence God as being God. And because you reverence it, and not only reverence, but it means to stand in awe. That's why God hooked the two together, the spirit of knowledge where you get to know him. And the more you get to know him, the more you got to stand in reverence and awe of him. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that is the kind, that's the only kind of fear that God wants in your life. Okay, where you stand in awe of him, where your thought and your desire is, Lord, all I want to do is live a life that is pleasing to you. Because, Lord, the more I get to know you, the more I reverence you, and the more that I love you. Amen. You have to understand Amen. that this is the spirit that God has given to us. Through the spirit of knowledge, he will reveal more to us every day. The more you go into the word, sit, pray through the Holy Spirit to you know, give you understanding, the more the Holy Spirit will reveal the knowledge of God to you. And when you get to know God as God, then you do. You just stand in awe. You stand in awe of all the things he's done for you in the past. You stand in awe of the things that he's doing for you right now. You stand in awe of the things that you know that he's going to do for you in the future. That's the power that you have living inside of you. Amen. That's the power that you have living inside of you. Allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. Stop fighting against the Holy Spirit with your spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. To do his change inside of you. And you will see your life. Where you can just live the life. With the peace. That God says surpasses. All understanding. Yes. That you can have peace. In the midst of the storm. Amen. Let's say a word of prayer. Father God we love you. Love you Lord. Lord God I thank you for the faith. For the faithful saints that have come out this morning, we thank you, Lord God, because you are such an awesome God. Awesome, awesome. And we thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit revealing to us more and more about you. Amen. I know I, when I got in the car, I was driving up the road, and I had to calm myself down because I said, Lord, I'm going to church where I can just sit and praise you with the other saints and just exalt in being in your presence. Amen. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, whether here or on Facebook, that doesn't know you in the parting of their sins, I ask you to speak to their hearts. Show them the truth. That you are the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. 
and that no one comes from the Father but by you. I listen to this song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And that's that's true. That's the truth. Oh Lord, I was blind, but now I see. Lord, I ask you to remove the shackles off of people's minds that doesn't know you in the parting of your sins. Remove the shackles off of people's mind that are hearing and hindering them from receiving from you. 